skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pro's covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair. So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash justbreakup. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash justbreakup for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who wants to see just the guy, but can only see the what if. Before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning. It's just that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. Why are you looking at me like that? Because you're funny. Because you're funny and pretty. Yeah. So we're not professionals. We're just this obsessed is, with this each This is other. how Sierra flirts is she just stares at you with a weird face and then you're like, what? And she's like, I don't know. You're just funny and pretty. <laughs> but I know that you like it if I'm mean to you. So what I want to say is that you're not We learned that pretty. on Monday, yes. Yeah. Anyway, why are you so fucking Sam ugly? <laughs> be like, I don't know. Why am I? Make me beautiful. I love you. <laughs> all right. So that was a chaotic start to this episode. This is all to say that Sam and I are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right. I'm going to dive into today's letter. It is from non-monogamous and overthinking whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from the West Coast. 
Sam and Sierra, I've searched through your past advice related to this and gotten some helpful things to keep in mind, and I'm still inside the same pickle and can't climb out of the other side. TLDR, seeking support for slash getting through being very into one of my close friends as a non-monogamous person and them showing interest slash flirting but nothing can happen. I'm trying to see him as more of a full person than what my brain has made him into. Love that. Love that for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I'm in a non-monogamous WLW relationship of six years. Recently, in the past eight months or so, I've realized I have a crush slash emotional thing. I don't know what to call it. On one of my close friends, he, him. Our friend group is very flirty. And when my partner, she, her, has brought up him hypothetically sleeping with me, he said, I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. We've also have recently had more banter slash flirting, including him calling me cute, hot, making sexy jokes and initiating more physical touch. But I am definitely reading into it. It doesn't really sound like you're reading into yeah, it. No, it sounds like, he's sounds like you're just you. reading it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid. I, I hate when we both laugh at our own jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love it, but like, uh, okay, anyway. The, the core of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's multiple catches. He's in a monogamous relationship with his partner, they, them, of four years, who is very similar to me in a lot of ways. And he's asked slash shown interest in opening up their relationship, and they have said no. Also, my partner and I's current relationship structure is that we are physical or casually open, but not in a capital R relationship with anyone else way. My crush on him feels very out of place to me because since coming out as queer, I have not felt this attracted to a man. He's in tune with me a lot of the time and has supported me through some big things, even when my partner struggled. He has also mentioned that he's not sexually satisfied in his current relationship and wants to open or explore, but I don't see him ever hurting his partner in this way. Our friends are in different states and only occasionally can get together in person. So especially when we are in the same place, I find myself looking forward almost too much or seeking out time with him, being much more forwardly flirty than I usually am, having intrusive daydream thoughts about kissing him and more and reading into every little thing for something that isn't there. And even if it is there, even if he is into me, nothing can happen. I am actively choosing to be with my partner and I try to remind myself that he is actively choosing not to be with me. Mm. I know from past experience that reading into every little interaction for reciprocation is how I fall and I fall hard. Oh my God, me too. That is very well articulated. (laughs) I'm trying not to find myself in situations alone with him as much to hopefully avoid some of the super intimate moments and overthinking. I also am constantly reminding myself of his flaws and the things I know that aren't compatible between us. I don't think telling the friend will help. I may tell my partner eventually just to get it out there and to reassure her of all of the things I am doing to move forward through this. I'm looking for help in thinking of this person as the good friend that's supportive and fun to flirt with sometimes, not as the person I built him up to be in my head, not the one I can quote save because our sexual desires are more aligned, not the one I am weird around or too into, not the one that will leave his partner slash open a relationship for me or even confuse Fest feelings for me, not the what if in a parallel universe, just a guy. 
Even if you don't answer this letter, I appreciate all your help. My partner and I have grown and communicated using JBU language a lot, and I can't thank you enough. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for writing to us with uh, this pickle. It is a pickle to be having all of these feelings for your good friend. Um, And I think that like the dynamics here of having a crush on somebody in our lives, knowing that like being with them in a physical, emotional, spiritual, relationshipy way is like not available to us. And the pain of sort of realizing that, um, you know, sometimes we have to like put distance between ourselves and other people that we actually want to be really close to because of other decisions that we're making about what we want to prioritize and what we want to, to be spending our time on. Um, but it doesn't make it any easier to have this unrequited crush, right? Especially when it kind of sounds like the, cra- the crush is, is requited a little yeah. bit, right? Like You're not reading into anything. It's like, no, there's like, <laughs> like there's right something there. <laughs> there. Yeah, definitely. He but does. it doesn't mean, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean what you might think it does. Yeah. And like the realities of um, having to make choices about what we pursue or don't pursue, uh, being in places where we have to deny a part of ourselves that is really longing for something or really seeking something out because we know that in the long run, it's probably not super healthy for us or helpful for us mm-hmm. is really hard because like our brains can for sure tell our hearts and bodies what we know to be true, but our hearts and bodies are like children sometimes who like just want the thing that they want. They want the Captain Crunch cereal and the pancakes and the oatmeal or whatever it is, right? They don't want to have to pick. So Sierra and I are going to talk a little bit about how you might try and hold this person in your head, your heart, your body, um, and like what you might decide to do based on this, this deep appreciation that you have for this person while also recognizing that some of these lines are getting a little bit blurred for you about where you can be spending your time and attention. So we're going to get into that after this short break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Breakup virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. 
Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, my darling. Let me just say, I'm really proud of the work that you're doing and the thoughtfulness. And I, I like love the last paragraph where you tell yourself who this person isn't. He's not this person that you're going to save because you're more compatible for him. You're not this person. He's not this person who's going to change his whole life for you. And that's going to turn out great. You know, like I can tell that you're doing a lot of work to not fall into patterns to move mindfully through this relationship and yours. Um, and I really appreciate that. I think that's very awesome and attractive and mature of you. Um, and honestly, as you say in your letter, like you're doing all this work and you just need reassurance that it's not this person, (laughs) you know what I mean? You just need more, like you, you need more guidelines, um, or, or more perspective and we can give that to you, you know, out the gate, I would just say a big thing that you can tell yourself is this person is unavailable to me, period. Mm -hmm. They're in a relationship. They're choosing to be in this relationship. They're with a partner that I respect and I do not want to, go against my values and theirs. I'm in a relationship. This person is, I can daydream all I want, but this person is not available to me. Mm-hmm. Period. I mean, period. That Sometimes it sucks to like push yourself up against the edge of that, you know, to feel the sharpness, but just know like this is not happening. <laughs> this is not happening. Mm-hmm. And and I know that, like, I think something that I've done in 
the process of demonogamizing my mind and my the way I approach relationships, um, it might sound a little like, uh, I guess, like backwards to be like, he's in a relationship and it's not available to me. But right now, it sounds like what you need is boundaries. You need barriers. You need hard lines and no gray, gray area. So yep. that's why I'm being so blatant about that, because as you've noticed, I it's probably not a safe place for you to daydream in or about him, you know, opening up his relationship or leaving his partner or yep. you guys doing something that would alter the the safety or, or agreed upon parameters of their relationship. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying that. Not that not that he couldn't choose to do that, but that's not what you wrote in about, right? It's you didn't write in about I want to convince him to do this or will he do this. You're saying I want to stop thinking about this friend like this. So mm-hmm. here's the hard and fast. He is not available to you. This cannot happen. Yep. And also like to be clear, we're saying that not in a way to make you feel like bad about the fact that yeah. you have oh this crush on this Absolutely person, not. right? Like there's nothing shameful <laughs> yeah. about this. There's nothing gross or weird or uncomfortable. I have done this mental gymnastics For a sure. billion times. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like he sounds like a great guy. He sounds like somebody who you have a lot of physical chemistry with. He sounds like somebody who is like showing you reciprocation for your feelings. So like, I don't know, it makes a ton of sense to me that you would have a crush on somebody like this. Yeah. Like, and there's nothing shameful about that, right? Like we're going to have crushes on people who are not for us, right? We're going to have crushes yeah. on people who are our friends or who are close to us or whatever it, it might be. Like that is okay. That is human interaction. Yep. Absolutely. absolutely. And I say that because like sometimes, you know, the shame drives us into these like repeating patterns over and over again, where it's like, oh my God, I shouldn't be thinking that. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And it's like, no, you can think it like, that's fine. Yeah. Right? Like it's okay to have a crush. It's okay to daydream about this person. It's okay to think about like, oh, what would happen if like, that's fine. You know, you don't have to like shame yourself into it as long as you're also holding the reality of this person is not somebody who I can be with. Right. Like, yeah. And both of those things are true at the same time. You can have this crush and you can also recognize that this crush is not, is not someplace where you're going to be able to spend a lot of time, right. You're not gonna be able to act on it. And I, and I say that because I think that helps it at least when I am in these types of situations, it helps hold it. Yes, it makes it easier exactly. to hold for me, right? Instead yep. of it being like like skittering around my body, instead I'm just like, oh no, that we can bring this out into the light here, right? I have a crush on this person. Period. Yep. <laughs> cool. This is a thing that I do. This is the thing that my heart, my head, and my body does is like I I develop feelings for people. That's normal. Yeah. And I am choosing not to be with this person because of all of these different reasons that I know to be true, but that doesn't mean that the crush is going to go away. And just because I have these feelings doesn't mean I also don't know that this isn't a place where I should be doing anything, right? Like I am a capable person who is able to hold my feelings for this person with the idea that like, I'm not going to actually act on this. That said, I do think that it's an important for you to recognize that like, holding both of those things is, is clearly a challenge for you. And so like, what are the things you're going to be doing? It would be a challenge for me too. Absolutely. So like, what are the things that you're going to do? And I think to, to put distance, emotional, physical, mental, spiritual distance between you and this person, because this close proximity seems to be kind of inflaming things. And this close proximity, honestly, might lead to something 
that is going to be outside of your values. <laughs> like yes, I have totally. been a person who has been like, oh, I can handle this. And then gone into a situation and been You're like, like, oh, I cannot. I, <laughs> I could not handle that. I couldn't. It's not a good place for me to be. That is so real. <laughs> I, I think that's, that's such a good thing to bring up because I was sitting here as you were talking and I was like picturing this flirty friend group that obviously has, um, you know, healthy and progressive understandings about, you know, relationships and ownership and all of that toxicity that comes with monogamy, you know, like I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want my answer to be like, you can't flirt with your friends. And also part of me recognized that in certain situations that I've been in that have looked like this, I have had to have those hard boundaries to help it, to make it easier for me to navigate. Right. It's, mm -hmm. It is one hundred percent okay for you to have a crush on your friend, and never act on that. That you are capable of that. That is totally human, normal. It doesn't it, obviously it doesn't mean that you don't value your relationship or or this friendship or whatever. You know this is a okay. But being able to flirt with that person, being able to joke about sexy, sexy, sexy time, you know, that fucking makes that crush. 50 times more confusing because mm -hmm. there's no hard boundaries around it. It's like a nebulous, it spreads out, right? Yep. It's uncontained, you know? And that's what Sam and I are maybe suggesting is just what are some firmer boundaries that you can set up that you can lean on when you feel that nebulous gray area of this crush coming up and when you feel all of this pondering and daydream come up about what could happen or whatever. If I was in your shoes and in your relationship, I would do two things. I would ask my, I would tell my partner um, because I think you're right. I think I'm, uh, you're, if you have a relationship in which your partner can receive this information, I think you're being really healthy and really intentional about moving forward through this and your partner could help you with it. You know, I, because why I say that is because the first thing I would say is I would ask your partner for support to be like, Hey, can we not joke about sexy things around that person? Or like, I don't want to joke about me sleeping with them because I'm trying to have, I'm trying to recategorize them in my brain because mm -hmm. it's this gray area is, is becoming tricky for me. You yeah. know, it's becoming yeah. arduous or whatever. Um, and the second thing I would do is just reinforce what you've already tried to do, which is no alone time. And, and like, you know, if you don't want to feel desire for him, then you have to cut off the avenues to desire. And I, I, that maybe sounds like a, like a poopy, party pooper sort of thing. A poopy party pooper. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, because like, you know, I like to touch my friends. I'm very physical. Um, and that might go against, you know, your, your existing modes of interacting with your friends. Right. Mm -hmm. And also like hugging, touching, rubbing, petting, you know, a friend of mine that I wanted to do more with would make that really hard, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, so absolutely. I'm a, I'm a party pooper is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, this is like a party where you're like, oh God, this isn't going to go well, right? Like yeah. <laughs> this is going to burn the yeah. whole house down. Yeah. So we need to like, do I want to be this at this party? party. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think that that's, I think that that's absolutely right. And I think that, you know, if, he is flirty with you. If he says things to you, you don't have to reciprocate it. Right. Like, yeah. Cool. I think cool that dude. That, have a good summer. <laughs> mm -hmm, absolutely. And I think that 
I think also like kind of coaching him too around like what the what the dynamics of your relationship are going to look like now that it can't be flirty, that it can't be touchy. Like, I think that that's okay. Right. Like not coaching him out loud, but like showing like if he touches you, like pulling away or like if he says something like you're hot, like not responding to it. it like the issue here is that you have to like start to close down some of those doors, not just for you in terms of like how you're, you're reaching out to him, but also closing those doors when he is trying to reach out to you to show that like, this isn't going to happen. And easier said than done, of course, because like, whew, our brains flood our bodies with chemicals when we're around flood somebody em. we have a crush on all sorts of things get all warm and red and tingly, but, <laughs> but right. Like our bodies and our our bodies don't get to decide exactly what we do in every situation, right? Like we have the power to remove ourselves from situations that are making us uncomfortable to, you know, decide how we want to re respond to things and not just react to them. Um, and, and it's challenging for sure. Um, and it's probably going to change the dynamics of your relationship with this person, which is also like an, another layer of suck, right? Like suck. it's going to probably impact how close you are. Um, yeah. but remember that closeness is leading you down a path that you have said to us out loud is not a path that you want to be walking down, that it's not going to be good for your relationship, for his relationship, for the relationship that you have with him, right? Like it just is like not a, a safe path for you to be. So how do you figure out how to get to that next path? It's probably going to be by putting more distance between you and this person and by right. not initiating or reciprocating stuff that is like a, a direction to that path. Something that's going to pull yeah. you to that path that you don't want to be on. You which said sucks. it perfectly. Cause he's like, yeah, I'm sure he's real cute. And that he like, yeah, his, his touch is really fun. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I know that feeling. And also, I don't know. He's, he's not a good just person a for you in this moment. Right. He's also just a dude. It's just a guy. Just, just a guy. like pick a fight with him while he's drunk. That's my, <laughs> And then automatic he'll get like, turn off. Yeah. And then he'll get mad at you and say something to you on, and you'll be like, okay, well, I never want to see your face again. That's, that is my, that's my oh recommendation. My do not take that <laughs> advice. Here's my advice. <laughs> I like to find it, you know, like you're fantasizing about, like, oh my God, what if we got to kiss or bump uglies or like, what if we got to do all of these things? What if he opened his relationship? You know, like you're fantasizing that way. I want you to fantasize even farther. Like, Okay. What if we do so, that? Yeah. <laughs> What's the next thing that happens? <laughs> yes. Okay. So what happens? How does their relationship change? How does your relationship change? What do you do if it's like the best sex you've ever had in your entire life? And then you have to deal with that. <laughs> or what if it's you, like the love. worst sex that you've ever had or in your entire life? Or if it's the life, worst sex. Oh my God. Yes. And you've disrupted this whole relationship just for like mediocre sex, which has happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's happened to me too. And I dated them for years. <laughs> so, <laughs> we are not being kind. I already shared the wallet story this week. Well, you're great in bed. <laughs> um, Willow, if you're listening, you're great in bed. <laughs> she would never, she would never. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, I just want, you know, like I fantasy, like I, my mind can go off into the hot, steamy, immediate uh, feelings moment. You know, like Sam said, flooded with those, you know, what did you say? Red sp spiky things? <laughs> I don't yeah. remember what you said. <laughs> I don't know. 
prickly. I don't know. That's the wrong Warm word. Warm and red and tingly, I think is tingly. The... There we go. I just kind of, I was like, I was like, it's like a briar patch. Uh, anyway, um, you know, I like to fantasize in that direction too, but okay. What happens next? Okay. So then you kiss secretly and then he has to tell his partner and they are really hurt by it or they don't, you know, they, they, they break up and then you have to figure out how to have this new, like, it just is it's always more complicated than the immediate, uh, what's it called? Um, immediate Thought. satisfaction. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. What is it called? Fast satisfaction, immediate satisfaction, instant gratification. There it is. <laughs> it's like it starts with a G, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> It's always more complicated than the instant gratification of lust and crushes mm-hmm. that, than that tells us it is. So when I'm feeling my feelings, I try to be as realistic as possible. Like keep doing those, those not the, he's not the person that I built him up to be in this head. He's not all these things. And also like maybe he is, but I don't want to un ravel that mess onto my life. I'm choosing to keep it simple. I'm Mm -hmm. choosing to put up these boundaries. I'm choosing to not know and rest in that not knowing about this person. You don't know him Mm -hmm. intimately and you can rest in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, my darling. I know. This is a pickle for sure. This is why I don't leave my house because I don't want to like meet someone you develop a crush on. Yeah. A hundred (laughs) percent. 100 percent that is not true then why are you doing this podcast with me (laughs) listen you beautiful bitch our relationship has been unrequited for years (laughs) and that's why i'm still doing this podcast because i'm chasing you i'm chasing you girl keep it yeah exactly i'm still here doing (laughs) just trying to prove that you love me yeah i'm I'm doing uh, this podcast and you're just like this isn't a podcast this is a love connection yes this is a love story it's just the prologue for for fucking 15 years. <laughs> one day, one day I will see their butt. Um, okay. My darling letter writer, thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. I know you can do it. I know it's going to be a little uncomfortable, but I know you're going to find a greater peace once you work through this discomfort. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. We love you. All right, so it's Friday, and that brings us to our blind date segment. Every week, we like to shout out something that we love that we want to set you up with. And this week, we are sending you home with a book called Bloom by uh, Anthony Panetta. Yep, that seems right. And Savannah Gonashow. Um it is a it's a graphic novel. Um, it's like a young adult graphic novel. It's about um, a boy who just graduated high school. His name is Ari. Uh, his family owns a bakery in like a seaside town, um, in Maryland. I've always and, wanted to own a bakery. Oh my God. Let me tell you, <laughs> this book is like, if you are into <laughs> sequences about baking, this book is for you. Cause there's a lot of baking sequences. Um, and he meets a, uh, another boy named Hector who is on pause from, uh, culinary school because he is going back to uh, his grandmother's hometown to help like clean out her house after she's yeah. passed. And he comes to work at the bakery um, and like a cute romance ensues between these two. Um, it is very charming. Queer romance? Very, yes. Queer romance. Uh, very beautiful. Um, it is 
beautifully drawn. Um, like it is, it is like a joy to actually just like read through and look at, like I said, there's sequences Mm -hmm. that are just them baking together, which are like beautiful and wonderful. Um, I will say that like some of the female characters in this book are not super fully developed. So like, keep that in (laughs) mind. It was a four, not a five on Goodreads. Uh, (laughs) But it was just really charming to read this uh, beautiful like romance between these two people. Uh, I thought that it was like handled really cutely and really well. Um, And like, sometimes you just want to make a, or read a book that just kind of like gives you good feels about two people being finding each other and working through some shit in order to figure out if they can be together. Um, Very cute. Yeah. It's very cute. Check it out. It's called bloom uh, by Ant. Nope. It's called bloom by Kevin Panetta and Savannah gone new show. It's French. (laughs) I don't know what all those letters are supposed to sound like. Uh, It is available wherever you get your books. I got it from the local library. Lovely. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you want more content from us or if you would like ad-free episodes from us, you can subscribe on Patreon. If you subscribe on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship meme, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of heart at justbreakuppod.com which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing, all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth-Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and music. And remember... You can fantasize about one path or one opportunity or the unknowns of some cute, flirty reality. And you can choose not to walk down that path. You can explore it in your minds. And then you can tell yourself that is not the path for me. We don't have to follow all of our desires and we don't have to know what happens behind that door or know what that kiss feels like. We can... We can live fulfilled without knowing that. And if all else fails, just break up.